enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. It's Robin Sandra from My Wife the Dietitian, and this is Nutrition Nuggets. Hello, Rob. Hello, Sandra. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> We're going to talk about today, um, not a milk drinker. I am, but some people aren't. Is that what we're going to talk about? No, actually, we're going to talk about... Something completely different. No. We're just teasing you. The fact that so many elderly residents who come into long-term care, their adult children and caregivers say, oh, mom's not a milk drinker or no dairy for mom, no milk products. She's she's lactose intolerant or something like that. And it's really interesting. I want to just talk about this and we're going to talk about a study that came out that was super interesting. And we're going to, I'm going to mention that we are interviewing a long-term care dietitian, Michelle Sari, in the near future about identifying and helping malnutrition in the elderly. Cool. I could just interview you today because you're like a long-term care dietitian. Yeah, I'm passionate about this subject. Well, just you've done in, it enough. Well, I've been working in a variety of different long-term care homes around our local area for over almost three decades. Wow. <laughs> yeah. As always a side hustle kind of job, but uh, the, yeah, it's such an interesting, it's, it's interesting work and I've seen lots of changes over the, over the years, but that's one thing I notice, and it's continuing that when frail elderly women Usually, you know, a lot of times they're hunched over, they have advanced osteoporosis and family members say, oh, mom isn't a milk drinker and no dairy. She has a lactose intolerance and it's not is surprising. It, is it like self-prescribed lactose intolerance? Sometimes it, it does. It is, uh, you know, they don't digest lactose uh, and that's fine. And, but it is, it's not surprising that the osteoporosis is a condition that they have after not drinking milk or having dairy or the calcium that you're getting from the dairy for or just taking like restricting a whole food group for years 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 and years Years and years yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly so many people that do that too it's oh i think it's growing too and i mean it's if you have a lactose intolerance i get it but you have to find alternatives and you have to find ways to get calcium rich foods in the diet it's really important for our skeleton and we talked to Lisa Andrews recently, um, Sound Bites Nutrition, all about heart health for women. And that was another thing that she mentioned was a, a nutrient of concern is calcium because mm-hmm. many women do not get enough calcium in the diet. And there was a recent study that was actually done in long-term care residents. And it was, oh, it was just uh, um, published in British Medical Journal in September 2021, we'll have it in linked in the show notes. But it was a two-year study in Australia with 60 long-term care homes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And over 7,000 residents. Well, that's a pretty good uh, chunk of people. Yeah. And so what they looked at was if adding some calcium-rich foods and fluids in the diet can actually have an impact on their health. Despite the condition that they started the study at, I would assume. Like they're just looking to see if there's a difference regardless of what state you're in, right? 
Well, I think the hypothesis is that there isn't enough calcium-rich foods and fluids, and a lot of the calcium-rich food and fluid has protein too. Right. And many elderly people are not getting enough protein or calcium-rich foods and fluids, and so it's putting their uh, their skeleton at risk. And what it did, the conclusion did find out that improving calcium and protein by using more dairy foods in the meals and snacks can actually reduce risk of falls and fractures. There you go. Well then. Yeah, it's really interesting. So what do you think a serving is? What do I think a serving of of what? Dairy? Of calcium? Of it's not a serving of calcium. You get calcium with a serving of dairy, which is like a cup of milk or a chunk of cheese. Um, probably I don't know, a cup of yogurt? That sounds like a lot. Is that Yeah, it was like two hundred grams. So almost a cup. Well, almost like, a cup, yeah, yeah. I guess. Like those little Yeah, those right, little right, true. That's a serving. Yeah. So that what they did was the control group just had their general menu, like the regular foods. That was about uh, 3,500 residents, so half of the residents that were studied. And they ended up with about 560 or 600 milligrams of calcium a day in the standard menu. Right. And that's pretty typical. Whereas the intervention group, so the other half, so about 3,500 residents, mm-hmm. got additional yogurt and cheese and milk products in their day with snacks and meals and that boosted up their calcium to about a thousand like a little bit over a thousand oh wow but it also boosted their protein intake right which is another nutrient of concern with elderly people because they start to have lean muscle loss which is called sarcopenia okay yeah yeah and that affects their immune system it affects their mobility and just independence with moving around. Mm -hmm. So that's all part of it is this whole ripple effect. And it's really important that residents are getting good quality meals and snacks throughout the day so that they get the protein, they get the calcium, they get the vitamin D and the other nutrients that they need to keep their body strong to prevent illness and uh, deterioration. Yeah, for sure. That sounds super important. And the protein, too, is like a building block, right? I mean, it helps your body heal and build itself back and and to stay strong. And Yeah. So, yeah, you forget that it comes through your dairy. It's a good source of protein. Well, and it's so easy. I mean, a lot of people, if they have dentures or they don't, they're not chewing well, they don't swallow well, having yogurt, having pudding, custards. Mm-hmm. So these foods are, have some protein, they have some calcium, and they, it's an easy source of food for people. And you can easily add them at snacks. Like sometimes people, um, the nurses give medication crushed up in yogurt or crushed up in pudding. Right. And that will help, you know, just bump up the calcium intake a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if people have been not eating dairy for like years and years and because I mean it seems like nowadays there's a lot more options with how you can serve food compared to say in the 50s maybe when they were when these older people were were children maybe like they had skim milk and they didn't like everything was kind of plain and dairy wasn't as exotic I guess as it is now do you know what I mean I think there's a lot of um, food fads and diets and um, kind of misconceptions and myths out there and ideas that 
oh, you know, we, we should not be having milk. This isn't like a, a food group that we really need. We can get our calcium from other sources. And that's true. I mean, we can get calcium from green leafy vegetables and almonds and fish that is canned with bones so that it's an absorbable sort. But how much are we eating of those things? Mm-hmm. I mean, calcium rich foods like cheese is one of the most easy things to eat. You can add cheese to sandwiches. You can have it for snack time with crackers and fruit. You really? can really people do that. <laughs> you love that. Do, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can put it, you can crumble feta cheese and salads to get a little bit more cheese. Yeah. If people have problems eating cheese, send them to me. I'll, 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 we'll hook them up. I'll show them how it's done. Well, typically, actually, a lot of people don't have problems eating cheese. Like that's one of those foods that make the meal taste better. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing, too, is these unnecessary restrictions can really be impacting mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle or whoever your family member is in long-term care that if you think, oh, they shouldn't be having milk products or they, you know, they have a lactose intolerance. Most people with a lactose intolerance, they still can tolerate cheese. Okay. And so it is one of those foods that if, you know, if they can have it, it's a good idea to add it in. So from your experience in long-term care, when people come and say that, you know, their, their mom or grandmother, whatever, doesn't, do they say she doesn't drink milk or she doesn't like dairy? Like, what do they, what do they say typically? Those are exactly it. Not a milk drinker. Okay. She so won't. that that doesn't mean that they can't have yogurt. No. And they can't have cheese. Oh, I know. Exactly. But do they just write off all dairy because she doesn't like milk? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, that's, what I, that's why we're doing this. We're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight that, you know, if, if someone does come in and, oh, she doesn't drink milk. And that's fine if that's not something she likes to drink. There are other ways to get calcium in the diet. Right. So it doesn't have to be milk, but yogurt, cheese, pudding, as I mentioned before. So there's other ways. And then it's it's diving down into the root cause. Like what's going on? Is she getting bowel problems? Like does she have a lactose intolerance and yeah, she exactly. doesn't digest it? Or she has um, indigestion or bloating or gas or or it's just something that she's never really, it's just always just been... It's something she's always done, but no one's ever questioned it. And and you're just trying to make her happy and, and give her things she likes. And so no one wants to rock the boat. Yeah, but right? the study really shows that it makes a yeah. difference. Oh, even, for sure. Even after years of not having dairy or years of not including milk and milk products, you can still have an impact in the quality of life with their taste for food mm-hmm. and also with their nutrition to get a little bit more protein in and a little bit more calcium rich foods. Yeah, that makes sense. So it was a great like seeing that study and hearing about it. It was it was really awesome because just working in long term care for so long and seeing this happen over and over and over again with so many different residents who, as I mentioned, they are at risk like it for frac. Uh, falls and fractures and you know what happens when someone has a fall in long-term care well they don't just get up i mean it, it becomes yeah it becomes a six-month thing that yeah and they it can be the start of a downhill forever exactly. kind of yeah. oh yeah exactly they end up in acute care and then everything else goes downhill because then you know the tests and like npo nothing by mouth and then days of not getting any nutrition and that calorie deficit and then the loss of lean muscle and your immune system goes down. So like it's a super 
Um, there's ripple effects. And so preventing falls and fractures is number one to keep people independent and healthy and out of the hospital. And uh, an easy way is just adding a little bit of cheese at their snacks and meals and getting a little bit of yogurt in and milk products. So, you know, there's evidence to suggest that this is actually really important and it helps with quality of life and independence. Yeah. And you work like hand in hand with the cooks and the chefs in in a lot of these places. And most of those places, by the sounds of it, are willing to sort of be creative with how they make the food for residents. And, you know, like there's ways to get milk into someone's diet without them having to have a glass of milk. Yeah. Like you can make it in soup. You can put it in a smoothie. You can add it to things so that they're not, they don't have to drink a glass of milk if that's the issue. Yeah. But they can still get the dairy yeah. that they need. Yeah, exactly. And it is really important. I mean, as a team, like we're working with the chefs and the cooks and food service, it's, you know, the dietitian offers the perspective that food is medicine and let's let's keep these residents healthy and keep them within a certain weight. Like let's not let them lose 10 pounds or 10% of their body weight or gain too much, you know, keep weight pretty stable. And then the chefs, their job, and they love it, is to flavor food and have food that the residents like and enjoy. So exactly. they love that anyways. And that's that's their role and that's what they're good at. So working together as a team, we help to make a menu that's adequate and nourishing and flavorful. And if we can make sure that they're getting three and a half servings of calcium-rich foods and fluids a day, then that will help boost their protein and their calcium level to help protect them from long-term consequences of uh, falls and fractures. It's probably one of the most important nutrients for older people, I would think, right? Like bone health? Yeah, it's, yeah. um, I mean, fiber is important too, because a lot of people have issues with constipation Mm. or, you know, so just getting enough fiber through the day with fluids and you know, it's all part of it. I mean, there's like, you know, just like, but with, with elderly people, their appetite is lower. They don't eat as much. So it's really the quality of the food when they are having meals and snacks. So, you know, hot dog days or, you know, those aren't great because you're kind of wasting an opportunity opportunity. to get good nutrition. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. And Mm. a lot of, actually a lot of people can't really even chew the bun or get through the hot dog. So um, there's other ways to, yeah, to have kind of treat days, but anyway. Yeah. Right. Holy. We noticed uh, coming up to the hundredth episode of our Mondays episode coming up next month. But I just looked at and I realized that it was about a year ago that we had our first guest, Meredith Cushing, dietitian oh, right. on. And that was October 24th, 2022, when we published that episode on food waste and reduction. Right. And yeah, it was, I, I just, it was amazing to look at how many guests we've interviewed. 28. 28. Oh my God. In the last year. Wow. Yeah. All over North America. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just incredible. Like to think from coast to coast, you know, all these areas around Canada and North America are represented with dietitians 
in their expertise and their specialty that uh, we've talked to on this. And I, I am so stoked that we've made all these collaborations and connections with these wonderful dietitians and other guest experts. And uh, people to visit when we do our My Wife the Dietitian road trip. Sounds awesome. That would be fun. Yeah, places yeah. to visit, people to eat with. and yeah. uh, try out their uh, food that they would share in a yeah. potluck. There's a reason we ask the potluck question. <laughs> that's right. It's like, okay, are they going to make the list? That's, that sounds like a good place to visit. We'll keep them on the list. Everyone right. made the yeah, list, Rob. Exactly. Right on. Yeah, well, that's uh, quite an accomplishment. Well done, Sandra and Rob. Yeah. Uh, pat yeah. on our back. Yeah, it's so cool. I just love it. And, and we really thank all of our guest experts who we've interviewed and uh, it's been such a wild ride and we want to continue to add value and have impact on our listeners and our listeners lives and their daily uh, eating habits so um, let's keep working absolutely yeah hopefully you guys are enjoying the guests I, I I can't see why not I mean it adds a different perspective and it's it's nice to see that as dietitians you guys are all kind of on the same page spreading the same message. Because with other health uh, areas, it seems like there's mixed messages and it's confusing. But with, you know, the nutrition and the science base, the, the message you guys are giving, it's pretty solid. And that's good to see because it makes it a lot more valuable for people listening to get consistent information. Yeah. Regardless of where it's coming from, you know, I mean, regardless geographically where it's coming from, it's it's consistent. So that's good. Yeah, it's like nutrition coast to coast and uh, incredible perspectives and voices from the dietetics field and great take-home messages for the listeners. And yeah, we enjoy this so much and look forward to providing more value. We have uh, lots of guest speakers lined up and can't wait to continue our fun work here. Absolutely. So thanks for coming out today, everyone. I really appreciate your support. And don't forget to check out the website, uh, mywifethedietitian.com. You can email us your questions, comments, uh, ideas for the show, anything like that. That's mywifetherd at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're adding things up there every day, pretty much these days. We're putting new stuff on there. So feel free to reach out to us there. Leave a comment. uh, Give us a like five-star reviews of that sort of thing. They're all welcome. We appreciate all of that. And that is it for this week. We will be back next Monday with another full episode. So have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 